This is episode 659 of the Pixelated Sausage Podcast for Friday, July 26, 2019. I am your host, Mark Kuznez, and today I'll be talking about motors. That's how you have to say it. Motors. Motors. As well as some more Resident Evil 2, I guess. And that's about it. It's going to be another short episode. There wasn't a lot of news that stood out. And I haven't been up to too much besides wrapping up Resident Evil 2 so that I can do the uh, Attack the Backlog episode for that. And if you are watching the video, two things. I'm not wearing the beanie. I'm just letting my very short buzz breathe. And it is what it is. I, I really am uncomfortable. But... Oh well, uh, if you if you're somebody who's also body dysmorphic, you know how I feel. I realize that while with my longer hair and it being a bit of a mess and not really knowing how to work with longer hair in terms of what product to use and this and that, and I thought I found something and it was good for the most part. I got to a point where I was very uh, just in, in the heat of the moment. I said. I want to just cut this all off because I look so ugly with this longer hair. And then I cut it all off and I looked at my head and my hair and my face that way. And I was like, oh, I forgot. Yeah, I may be ugly with longer hair, but I'm even uglier with shorter hair. And here we are. Hair, 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 hair gone away. So I just wanted to go back to at least a medium length. Yeah, like when I get a haircut uh, at the same time, I don't know what to tell them, even if I wanted it in the middle of the road and I don't go to a fancy place. I don't I don't want to say that hair cutters, stylists, whatever they're called, aren't worth the the money they ask, but so many of them, you know, they just they cost more than I would be willing to pay for someone to just cut my hair, to go a little snippy-snippy. Because um, I'm not asking for anything special whenever I get a haircut, even if I was getting a haircut. Like, I'm not asking for, can you give me a fade hair and blend this together and do this? Like I'm not asking for anything common. Just like, okay, you see my hair and the length it is now? Just, you know, trim it. Trim it. And sometimes, depending on the hairstylist, that means two completely different things. One hairstylist, the trim is, okay, I'll just, you know, lightly remove some of the weight and volume or whatever. You know, I'll, I'll use scissors only. Another person is just like, okay, I'm busting out my razor before you even have a time to react. <laughs> and it's all gone and it's too late. Um, but oh well. But yeah, that... I thought I had more to talk about. I thought maybe there was a bit of news, but I can't remember anything off the top of my head. So to just get Resident Evil 2 out of the way, I did finish it again. That's how good you know the game is. And good, of course, is not a good enough word for it. It is great. Some would call it amazing. I played through it with the infinite ammo. I think I mentioned that I started that. uh, That I got to Mr. X with... Claire and I I beat it the first time as Leon with uh, or just over six hours 
with Claire just over four hours. I wasn't rushing through it, uh, but I wasn't taking my time. I was just making sure that I cleared out every room, but also moving at a quicker pace. So I, I wasn't trying to get the fastest, and I got an A rating. So I, w I was wrong about the S rating, or they either changed it or the the stories I read about it were wrong at the time of their posting and never were updated. But to get an S rating, you need to beat it in under three and a half hours on a first run and on a second run under three hours. And I believe, can't say for sure, but I believe you can only save it three times. In my second playthrough, I only saved once because the game auto saves. I'm not sure if it auto saves on hardcore mode, which would make things a bit more interesting. But uh, I think you can also use the infinite ammo weapons on hardcore mode and get an S rating, maybe, but potentially not an S plus rating. So I'm not sure about that. But one of the things I liked is how different the two campaigns are. They're pretty similar at the start, but once you head underground for the first time, that's when the stories start to diverge and you meet different characters depending on who you're playing as. And also, things later on really diverge. And I was surprised. I thought, wait, that, that can't happen, right? Because that what, what's going to happen later on in the game. So I'm excited to record that episode, the audio for that episode of Attack the Backlog. It, it's going to be a long one again, I'm sure. The Shadows of the Damn one, which I have to edit, that was really long. But I know that's because I was I had a lot of flubs or just take my time through that one and yeah all of them end up getting uh edited down some of them more so than others the the, the shadows of the dam one is over 40 minutes it may be around 48 minutes but i'm sure a good 15 to 18 minutes of that will be cut if not more because when i when i'm recording these i'll stumble over myself because i have issues with talking at times um I, I can stammer, but I, I tend to just leave that in because that's just the way I talk. But, um, you know, I'll say things and then maybe a word will be flubbed and I'll redo it. Uh, I, and I know you can hear that in the edit. You know, I, I do my best with Attack the Backlog to edit as seamlessly as possible so that it's not overly edited or doesn't feel overly edited. But, uh, you know, there are definitely times where it's so obvious because I'm trying to cut things and, and make the flow feel a bit better. So I might take one line reading. I say line reading, even though I'm saying this stuff off the top of my head. There is no script for Attack the Backlog, which I think should be very evident in terms of how those episodes go. If there was a script, there would be more of a structure to it and like okay i'm going to talk about the graphics first and then i'm going to talk about the audio and blah 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 but that's not how it works i'll go from talking about the story jumping to some gameplay going back to the story then jumping to more like it's just all over the place but I, I like it that way i think it just feels more organic because it is uh, i don't i don't like reading off a script all that much i prefer to just let my feelings speak for themselves and if I don't talk about the audio of a game or this or that, you know, then the same way when I review things. If I don't talk about something, it's because for whatever reason that part of the game didn't do anything for me. It didn't wow me and it didn't disappoint me or bother me. It was just 
there and there's no real reason to talk about it. But um where was I? Resident Evil 2, great game. Played through it twice, did the survivor things as well. The the tofu one is ridiculous and stupid, but whatever. Um I'd like to play through it again, but I should move on to something else. And I'm trying to think of what should be the 30th game. And my only thought at this point is that, you know, I, uh, there will be two in a row that are, uh, what is the 27th? Well, the, yeah, it'll be Life is Strange, but then you'll have Shadows of the Damned and Resident Evil 2, which are pretty similar. And so I would like to move on to something a bit different, whether it's a platformer or just... I want to move to something that is fairly different from those two games. Thinking maybe like Banjo and Kazooie, you know, I could play that, uh, or, or something akin to those. I never did finish any of the, the new Rayman games, so Rayman Origins, I didn't finish it. I think I made a decent way through it, but I could just start that over. The game's gorgeous. But I, I tend to want to go towards games that I've never played, or if I played, I only played for like 5 or 15 minutes at the max. And Banjo is definitely one of those. Um, so yeah, we'll see how it goes. Could do, uh, finally, uh, what is it, what is it, Sands, uh, Prince of Persia, The Sands of Time. Anywho, so, Meow Motors is a kart racing game. And it's called Motors, if you don't understand what I'm saying or doing, I'm saying Meow Motors, M-E-O-W, I was going to say M-E-O-Y, and why was it going to do that when that's not how it's spelled, I don't know, Meow Motors, Meow Motors, is a kart racer, it is on Xbox One, that's where I'm playing it, and I think PS4 Switch as well, I think it's on the main three consoles. It is a kart racer that is all about cats. Those are the only playable characters as far as I could tell. I've made it through the first five areas of the game. And if you're watching the video version of uh, of the, this here episode, you might see this. You might not. I don't know. I'm going to try and maybe splice in gameplay of the stuff I talk about at the very least. So that there's more incentive to watch the video. Whether or not that happens. I don't know. I don't know. So that's a thing. But Meow Motors is a kart racer that looks really nice. It's nice and clean and colorful. And I, I like the way it looks. It makes a great first impression in that sense. When I booted it up and started my first race, I'm like, this looks nice. And it's got cats in it. I love cats. Not the movie or the musical. But I love cats. The, the animal. And... So I was I was excited. And when I started racing, I'm like, oh, this feels okay. It's not the most amazing feeling racer, of course. Like any kart racer, you have your drift, and that's pretty much it. You have your, your acceleration, your brake, and your drift. And you have a boost ability as well as, like, your boosting works off of energy or whatever that you get from drifting or doing a jump, uh, like in most kart races. But in addition to boosting, you can choose to use your energy to drop oil behind you which i guess is a kind of interesting system of having a defensive somewhat offensive ability or a boost ability and balancing between the two and when to use when uh which um 
but the game, after making that good initial, initial, initial impression, it makes a terrible one by only having one of the power-ups unlocked at the very beginning. So when you're making your way through the story campaign mode, whatever, which has a bit of a story, you're some young cat and... I don't know, your grandfather was a racer or something. You're like, I want to be a racer. And then you get into some kind of accident with a big bad cat who takes your helmet. It takes your helmet. And he's like, uh, you suck. <laughs> Come at me, bro, when you're better. And then you go on races because like this really hot, sexy cat comes driving by. And she's like, hey, you want to race with us or something? And then you have your races and there's no more story as far as I could tell. So over the course of playing through this campaign-ish mode, with each area that is comprised of so many races, the, you know, the, the further unlocked area will have more stuff in it. You know, so the first area only has three races, I believe, and then the next one will have 12 or have four races, and then the next one will have five races. And each race you can win up to three stars, and you unlock things by getting a certain number of stars in the races. And what you unlock per area is one new power-up, one new car, and I think the car is purely cosmetic. It, it didn't, I didn't see any stats for the cars. Um, and one new racer, and each racer has a special ability. So the, the main cat who you start off as, his ability is that at the beginning of a race, when you're revving up your engine and you want to end up in the, the green area so to get a good start, to get a little boost in your, in your start. If you end up in the red area when you're still pushing on the gas and the, the race starts, he doesn't take a penalty for that. So that's a nice thing, especially for your first character when you maybe don't have the timing down. There are other ones who have abilities related to boost or this or that. So the, the other racers or, or all the races have their own little special attributes that make them better at certain things or, or give you a little advantage. Nothing huge, nothing major, but depending on your play style, if you're if you know you're good at starts, you don't have to worry about that. You can go with someone else. If you're somebody who always flubs the starts and you want that cushion there, you want that um lifeboat there to to save you in case you screw up, then the, the initial racer will be good, etc. And the reason why I think this is such a horrible way to unlock shit is that, like, fine, have it so that you're unlocking areas by getting stars and new racers and cars and all that, but locking gameplay mechanics, yeah, gameplay things behind the the wall seems really bad because when I started playing the game and I was going through the first race getting the power up it always being the same I'm like yeah, I do not like this power up is this all there is to the game just this one power up it's a shitty power up it doesn't feel good it sounds bad I'm like Ugh, I'm not a fan of this and I've unlocked maybe like six powers of it at this point there's like a freeze ray a homing shark a, a shield a like energy blast that, that encompasses u360 and then one other one uh for the most part they're offensive but 
I'm not a fan of any of the power-ups that have been unlocked at this point. Uh, they're not the most... Ex like, I wish there, were, there, were, there was more of a cat theme to them in some way. Um, maybe one that's like, oh, here's a catnip bomb that will control your car for you or stuff. Like, you know, things that will do things we've seen in other car racer games, but just give them some cat flavor. And, and there's not much like that. Um, the environments don't have much cat flavor to them. Like, th you're racing as cats, and you're racing in basically regular cars. I just wish there was maybe a bit more cat flavor in it. But it's it's okay. It's serviceable. Though, though another problem, which may or may not be a problem for some. Some people like this. But I'm I'm not a fan of it. I don't despise it. But it does make it so that there's less... Uh, ex I guess some people think this brings excitement to racing. I don't. The rubber banding AI is pretty bad and i think it works more so in your favor than in the as favor like it's pretty hard to get any kind of significant distance between races if you're in first place or whatever in part because they'll just keep spamming you with uh, power-ups there is no grand blue shell type power-up but they can just keep getting you with the homing sharks and stuff like that but if you end up getting screwed over for whatever reason, whether a power-up hits you and you, your car spins and you you can't reset, so you have to turn around and the the other players, the AI, have the chance to get a lot of seconds on you and just get way in front, in front of you, you will be able to catch up to them in a few seconds after turning your car around, even though it might take you 10 seconds to do so. And... When I realized that, it just took a lot of the stakes out of the racing. The The challenge was no longer there because regardless of how things could turn out, when I was frustrated, I like, in, in those moments, I get really frustrated because I'm like, oh, man, I'm on the, the second lap. The, the race is almost over. I was in the first place. Now I'm in 10th place. What am I going to do? Oh, doesn't matter. I can catch up without any problem and end up in first place again. So it, it it really, and this is on normal difficulty. There are three difficulties, easy, normal, hard. And uh, I, I was annoyed by that. But um, it looks nice. It's all right. I'm not sure how much it costs. For me, because this is on Xbox One and Switch and I think PS4, a really solid kart racer that I think made its debut on mobile but it's on all the consoles. I think its regular price is 10 bucks, and it's got a fair amount of content. The, the visuals look like a mobile game ported to consoles, so that's part of the problem uh, for some. I think it looks good enough. Beach Buggy Racing is a really solid car racer. I enjoyed the hell out of my time with it. On Switch, I beat the game. I played through the entire thing, and I probably put a dozen hours in that or so for a while that was my most played game on switch i played it more than mario kart 8 deluxe because I, I enjoyed it more i thought it was a, a more enjoyable single player experience because you are gaining a type of currency and you have the ability to upgrade your cars and stuff like that which gave me more incentive to play through a single player campaign uh, there's none of that in meow motors 
but uh, it's it's okay. But I, I would I would recommend checking out beach buggy racing instead. And I think I, I got a handful of press releases a year or two ago about a beach buggy racing two in the works. And maybe it's already out on mobile or something. But I, I thought there was one in the works and then it was coming to consoles. But I don't believe it ever came out or what or it just went silent. But I was excited about that. And now, where are you at? Anywho, that's pretty much it in terms of what I've been playing. Uh, so yeah, that will do it for this here episode of the Pixelated Sausage Podcast. I'm trying to think if I watched anything. Did I watch anything? I'm just still, I'm just still watching One Piece. That's it. The more I watch it. I just I want I want to play I want to play World Seeker. <laughs> uh, I I I like the show enough. Um, yeah. So that will that will really do it for this year episode of the Pixelated Sausage Podcast. Once again, I am your host Marcus Nes. Y'all can find me on Twitter and pretty much everywhere at PX Sausage. The site is of course PixelatedSausage.com, where you can find this podcast, the Pixelated Paranormal Podcast, and Attack the Backlog, which are all available on podcast services across the globe, like Stitcher Radio, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. And if you'd like to check out the video version of this year's show or Attack the Backlog, you can go over to YouTube.com slash Pixelated Sausage and watch them both there. Speaking of Attack the Backlog, I don't think I mentioned this in the past few episodes. Maybe I did, briefly. But the most recent episode went live this past Sunday for Resident Evil 1 Remake. And I'm really happy with how that episode came out. There's some fun stuff to be seen in the video version in particular that you don't get with the audio version. So when I'm talking about the spider, uh, there's some fun text that shows up uh, in, in that bit. Because I, I, I kept in the gameplay, which is not gameplay, where I paused it and did the Google search, and then I just wrote some stuff in the video since it was going to be boring to just watch a static video clip. And then there's a nice little Easter egg at the very, very end. So, yeah, yeah. And where was I? If you'd like to check out the art I make, you can go over to pxsart.com. If you see something you like, click the link, and it'll take you to where you can purchase a print of the piece you fancy and if you fancy the site in general and anything that we do please go over to patreon.com slash pxs and support us that way as always thank you for watching or listening i hope you enjoy this here episode and i hope you have a wonderful wonderful rest of your day